0: You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Today we're going to talk about serious potential funding cuts in the Cancer Clinical Trials Research Network in the U.S. Experts involved with these trials say the widely anticipated cuts will have a strong negative impact on the development of new treatments for all types of cancer. Welcome to the Washington Health Report. I'm your host, Paul Rayburn. My guest today is Diane Kalatse, who represents the Coalition of Cancer Cooperative Groups. These are healthcare institutions and researchers that pool their resources to perform federal clinical trials, the gold standard for the development of new cancer treatments. Diane Kalatse, thanks for being with us.
1: Thank you for having me, Paul. Tell
0: us a little bit about the way this works. Uh, what is the Cancer Clinical Trials Network? How does the federal government have this thing set up, or, or is it the federal government that set it up?
1: Yes, the federal government has a program through the National Cancer Institute called the Cancer Clinical Trials Cooperative Group Program. And as you mentioned, it's a group of about 8,000 oncology researchers or cancer researchers that are working in about seventeen hundred hospitals and cancer centers nationwide to provide cancer clinical trials to their patients.
0: So this is a nationwide network and do most of our new cancer treatments come out of these trials or some of them?
1: Absolutely. This network, which we mentioned is funded by the National Cancer Institute, has been around for fifty years the largest standing network of oncology researchers, and the groups establish the treatment standards, and they develop improved screening and prevention methods for all types of cancer.
0: Wow, 50 years. I can't imagine what the state of cancer treatment was 50 years ago. I guess you've learned one or two things in the last 50 years.
1: The groups have been responsible for many of the advancements in cancer. As you may know, For pediatric cancer patients or for children who have cancer, Fifty years ago, when the groups got started, childhood cancer was a deadly, deadly disease. And now, upwards of about 80 percent of the children with cancer are cured. And this is a direct result of clinical trials. You know,
0: isn't it, this is a question? I think this is maybe known to many of the physicians in our audience. But we worry about cancer. It's a it's a huge scourge. It's an incredibly serious and tragic illness. And yet, there's been a lot of progress over the past decades.
1: Absolutely, the American Cancer System society, in fact, for the last two years, has found that the mortality rates for cancer are declining. And this is a result of the research that, as we mentioned, was started by the federal government 50 years ago.
0: So we have the Cancer Clinical Trials Network that's that's funded by the NCI. You are with the Coalition of Cancer Cooperative Groups. What is that exactly?
1: We are a nonprofit organization. We're independent of the federal government. And we have a mission to increase participation in cancer clinical trials and to advance cancer research. That's what we do. Increase participation
0: by patients? or by...
1: By patients and physicians. It takes both.
0: So let's take patients first. What do you do to encourage participation by patients?
1: Well, what we found is that patients are very interested in participating in cancer research. That The American public has very positive attitudes towards cancer research, but there's a very big barrier when it comes to being aware that a clinical trial might be a treatment option. For example, in a study that was commissioned by the coalition just last year, we found that only about 10% of cancer patients were aware at the time of their diagnosis that a clinical trial might be a treatment option
0: you know clinical trial we tend to think of you know approved treatments and approved drugs and experimental things, and is there a presumption that the experimental thing is going to be better or we don 't i mean it 's an experimental thing which means we don 't know whether it 's better or not isn 't that right
1: that 's right that is why the clinical trial is being conducted there 's a scientific question that the researchers are trying to answer, for example. In most of the major cancer types, there's a standard treatment. And in layman's terms, standard treatment simply means that because of past clinical trials, there is a certain drug or type of therapy that is known to be the best available treatment for a patient who's suffering from that particular type of cancer. In a clinical trial, for a, a good example of a clinical trial is when that standard treatment or that best available treatment is tested against something that is believed or thought or shows evidence of being
0: better. If you've just joined us, you're listening to ReachMDXM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Paul Rayburn. We're talking to Diane Kalaitze, who is representing the Coalition of Cancer Cooperative Groups. Now, the people who participate, the physicians are the oncologists, or what about physicians who are not cancer specialists? What's Is there a role for them?
1: The 8,000 oncologists around the country who are offering clinical trials to their patients rely on primary care providers, on uh, specialists such as obstetricians and gynecologists. They rely on the primary care providers who are the, really the ones in the country who are seeing patients and making the initial diagnosis for cancer. For example, a patient may go to their physician, their primary care physician, because they're experiencing pain in their chest. And that physician will conduct tests, take x-rays, and there may be something suspicious that shows up in the lungs. That's an initial diagnosis or an initial indication that that patient may have cancer. And at that point, the primary care physician most often will refer that patient to an oncologist or a cancer specialist for further diagnosis, for confirmation of the diagnosis and then of course for treatment. We encourage primary care providers to seek out the oncologists in the country who are performing cancer clinical trials. We believe that that gives patients the best available options for treating what their cancer. What is the
0: current budget for this vast network of cancer clinical trials?
1: Well, the current budget is at about $146 million. So and that's,
0: a, that's a big that chunk is, of NCI's budget, overall budget. Well,
1: it's actually about 0.9%.
0: 0.9% of?
1: 0.9% of, of the entire National Cancer Institute really? budget.
0: Really? Yeah. It's a trivial amount of the... <laughs> it's a small <laughs> right, amount. Yeah. We're,
1: we're fighting and scratching to keep every bit of and, it that we and can. And what's the problem? What's What's so happening? Important.
0: What do we expect coming up in the coming year or years?
1: We expect that this particular program, the the clinical trials program, is going to be cut by 10% by the National Cancer Institute in the current fiscal year. 10%
0: isn't so much, is
1: that? 10% is a huge cut in a budget of $146. What
0: what, what will be the consequences of that? Why why is it a huge amount, and what happens if that's that's what, what happens?
1: It's a huge amount when you translate it into impact. So if the cuts are implemented, we are expecting that about 95 clinical trials will either be delayed for activation, that means we'd have to hold off on starting those clinical trials, or if there are open clinical trials, meaning trials that are up and running and patients are participating, we may have to close those studies. Now... That would be about 95 clinical trials, and as a result of those delays or closures, we would be eliminating about 3,000 patient slot or patient opportunities to participate in those how many, studies. Just to
0: put this in context, how many clinical trials are there and how many patients involved at this point, roughly?
1: Well, if you, if you look at the average number of clinical trials being conducted in this program alone, It's about, on average, again, it's about 220 clinical trials in a year. So we're talking about maybe even as much as half of the clinical trials being affected.
0: How does a 10% cut lead to affecting half the trials?
1: It leads to that because of the amount of funding that is set aside for each clinical trial. But I think looking also at the patient side what does this mean for cancer patients about 25000 patients participate in cooperative group trials every year and we're Expecting that the cuts would eliminate about twelve percent. It's three three thousand of these patient slots. So we're actually reducing the number of patients that would have the opportunity to participate in a clinical
0: trial. This means patients some patients lose that opportunity, delays in the establishment of new drug treatments and lives lost. Is that overstating it or is that right? Well
1: it would be I think that would be the progression, yes. One thing I want to point out that's very important, to tell physicians and patients who are currently in a clinical trial, they will not be affected. So patients who are currently in a study that's either going to be closed or mainly the ones that are closed down, they are going to continue to receive their treatment without any interruption.
0: They just won't recruit new patients? That's right. They just won't
1: be able to recruit additional patients, and as you said, that then leads to insufficient data being collected on that study so we would never really learn the results of that clinical trial.
0: You know, we live in a world where with with the ballooning federal deficits and so forth and if something has to be cut, I mean maybe you know maybe this is your share and you've got to absorb this and and that's it or maybe this is the wrong place to cut it. Other than arguing, you know, for your own Cause, what would be the reason to say, you know, make the cut somewhere else?
1: Right. Well, it's it, there couldn't be a worse time. I guess there's never any good time to receive a budget cut. But if you look at the landscape of cancer research in the United States, it's never been more robust and productive, and new cancer treatments are coming through the research process every day. There are estimated to be about 400 new drugs, Paul, that are being tested in cancer clinical trials. And it's a very exciting time in research. As we mentioned, the American Cancer Society has shown in its annual studies of mortality rates that the the mortality rates are dropping. The country as a whole has invested a great deal over the past 50 years in research, and it's an exciting time for all researchers and for cancer patients to have additional options to consider. It's not the right time to stop.
0: Now, the physicians and, and, and patients who want to find out more about these can go to your site, which is cancertrialshelp.org. Correct. Is that right?
1: www.cancertrialshelp.org.
0: Okay. Or they could also go to the National Cancer Institute website and find uh, listings of clinical trials Correct. and so
1: forth. Correct. The org website has a terrific search engine called Trial Check. It's the most accurate and up-to-date search engine for cancer clinical trials. It's updated every day. There's nothing else like it in the country. It's a great place to go.
0: And physicians can also find instructions about what to do to get their patients involved yes. through this website. Yes. Okay. And uh, all right. Now the NCI website, I think, is nci.gov, which would be another source of information. Oh, thanks very much for being with us. We've been talking about proposed cuts in the funding of cancer clinical trials and the consequences for doctors and patients. I want to thank my guest, Diane Colazzi, from the Coalition of Cancer Cooperative Groups. I'm your host, Paul Rayburn. You've been listening to the Washington Health Report on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.